You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist podcast, episode number 135, Uncertainty. (laughs) So glad to talk to you again, friend. And if you're new here, welcome. You are a friend as well. (laughs) I, I truly believe that. I think that the community that we have here is one of, of friendship and um, I would say sisterhood, but we actually have quite a few guys out there listening. And so I appreciate you guys too. And uh, just know that that you can always substitute um, any of the pronouns. You can always substitute any of these topics to a different part of your life or to you know your specific needs, okay? So if I am talking about this and it, you know, I give an example and it doesn't quite land home with you. Maybe you're not even an OBGYN. Okay. Um, that's fine. We have non-OBGYNs listening all the time. Um, all you have to do is insert whatever, you know, situation resonates with you into the same type of thought work. Okay. So welcome. You're in the right place. (laughs) So today I want to talk about a concept that I see come up a lot for, um, my group members that I coach or um, with friends, talking with friends, um, where we have this kind of need or or want to be in control. We've talked about that. Uh, so BGYNs, we like to be in control. We are control enthusiasts a lot of times, right? We've talked about that. And, you know, I think whenever you really think about why we like to be in control or why we might identify as a control enthusiast, it comes down to we want things to be certain and we want things to be predictable. We we like to know the answer and we prefer things to go, you know, go according to your plan because we like that certainty. We like that predictability. And it feels good to us. It feels safe to us. But also, I think that it can show up as a response to uncertainty. Okay. And so I think that if you are a control enthusiast, this episode is also for you. (laughs) Okay. So, and if you're not, I still think that this can show up in a lot of different ways. So, you know, as someone who self-identifies as a control enthusiast, (laughs) maybe a recovering control enthusiast. Um, What I know about our brains is that our brain likes it when things go smoothly and things go according to our plan. And our brain will, will make assumptions, right? Like whenever we do something repetitive, those neurons are firing together and wiring together, but our brain will also kind of make assumptions sometimes. And it'll learn, you know, for many of us that if we have a plan, things go well, right? Um, Or if we are in control or if things are predictable, then things go well. The outcome is good, right? And so our brain starts to like assign meaning to, you know, this, this predictability or this certainty that certainty is good, right? And when things go quote unquote bad, whatever that is, okay, our brain connects that sometimes with being uncertain or being out of control or being unpredictable because we don't expect it to go bad, right? So, you know, even if we have a plan and then a patient's body doesn't follow that plan for whatever the reason may be, our brain 
can kind of reflect on that unexpected outcome and connect the dots between unexpected and bad. And if you consider, you know, an example that could happen to any of us, um, let's say you do a hist and a couple of weeks later, a patient comes, the, the patient that you did the hist on, she comes back um, with a cuff dehiscence and she's in the ER um, and she's got a little bit of bowel poking through, <laughs> right? So um, you take her back to the OR, you run the bowel, you repair things, um, all the things, right? And she's in the hospital for a while because she she starts running fevers and you're treating her for infection, okay? So this could happen to any one of us, right? And maybe she's upset that this happened and she starts questioning why you didn't do it correctly the first time, right? Or maybe she doesn't start actually saying those words, but you fear that she will. <laughs> that happens a lot, I think, for a lot of us, right? And whenever we're going through something like this, our brain is trying to make sense of it. It's trying to find out how this could have been predicted or prevented, but it's got nothing, right? So what it then does is start to connect this outcome with like uncertainty because you never even saw this coming, right? Like how could you have known? You didn't know. You were, un you know, there's not a certainty there in your brain that this was going to happen, right? Maybe it connects this complication with the fact that something, you know, outside of your control happened. And it kind of starts to assign this meaning that being out of control or having lack of control is bad or uncertainty is bad or, you know, unexpected things like this is bad, right? And it's kind of this fallacy that we, that, that we have sometimes because, you know, we had a plan, we followed our plan, right? Technically, if we had a good outcome, we would say, yeah, we were in control. We were certain that this would go well because we had a plan. We followed a plan. Everything went according to plan at the, at the time, right? But then the patient had a complication and we were not in control of that complication. It just happened, right? Maybe the patient did something she wasn't supposed to do or maybe not, right? Things just happen sometimes. So then when things are uncertain or quote unquote out of control again, maybe later on a different patient that we do a hist on, we get anxious because when we aren't in control, it means bad things can happen. When things aren't certain, bad things can happen. And we thought that things were certain last time because we had a plan. We followed our plan. Everything went according to plan. But then bad things still happen. So our brain tries to make sense of that. It tries to assign some meaning to the fact that this, this uncertainty exists in the world, right? And sometimes we try to regain that control in order to prevent a complication from happening by, you know, maybe being a little obsessive about, you know, pre-op labs or pre-op testing or um, maybe being obsessive about checking the patient's vitals right after. Um, it can show up in a lot of, a lot of different ways, right? We're trying to regain that control. We're trying to check and, and gather information in the hopes that we can have some certainty that things are okay, right? The problem here is <laughs> we were never actually in control in the first place, right? The uncertainty of life was always there. We just didn't acknowledge it, right? 
we we never had control over whether this patient would develop a, a dehiscence or not. Okay, we never had a you know the control that she would not have a complication, right? We just didn't you know acknowledge that that uncertainty existed, right? Our our brains begin to believe that when things are predictable, that we are in control. And when things aren't predictable, we have lost control and that is bad. And so let's say that we do this for several years as an OBGYN that's working, right? And let's say that, you know, a repeat section rolls in screaming while you just happen to be on the floor. You crash her because you see the terrible heart tones once she gets put on the monitor because you're right there. You, you rush her to the back. Turns out her uterus was ruptured. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, right? That may or may not have happened to me this week. <laughs> it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> then maybe, let's say, a month or two later, you have a patient that rolls in via EMS, and she's got feet hanging out of her vagina. And you've held Piper's forceps before. <laughs> you've read about them, but you've never actually used them. Like, oh, shit. I'm uncertain. There's uncertainty here, right? Didn't see that coming. The next call shift, maybe the ER calls you about an ectopic. You take her down for a scope. Turns out this pregnancy is not implanted in the tube. It's implanted on the sidewall. and There's massive bleeding occurring. Oh, shit. Didn't see that coming. You know? So when this happens for, you know, years and years and back to back to back to back, what we really end up doing at the core of things is starting to feel a certain way about uncertainty, right? And, you know, we've talked here before, but for those that are new, okay, we know that our thoughts about whatever's going on in the world for us, okay, our thoughts that we have are what help us assign meaning to our our world, okay? So, um, we assign meaning with our thoughts. And so like if I have a, um, a shoe in my hand and I'm looking at it and I then have thoughts about it that assign meaning to the shoe. Oh, this is um, a black running shoe and it is for exercising or for, you know, wearing to run errands. And so that's the meaning that I have assigned to this object that I'm holding. Okay. That's how we make sense of our world. And so there are facts like I, I'm holding a shoe, right? But then I assign a lot of meaning with it, uh, with my thoughts. Okay. And whenever I assign meaning to something with my thoughts, that creates a feeling in my body that creates an emotion, a chemical cascade then occurs, which I then experience in my body. Okay, and that leads me to feeling a certain way. So our, there are circumstances in our world. Our brain assigns meaning to them by having a thought. We have a thought. We think a thought. That thought then leads us to feeling a certain way. Okay, and then that feeling a certain way then leads us or drives us or helps us um, to take certain actions. Sometimes all of this is subconscious as well. Okay, so just know that. Um, so a lot of times we will then, um, or we will always then take actions or even inactions from how we feel. So if I, if I'm looking at the shoe that I'm holding and I think, ah, this is my running shoe. And, um, 
then maybe I have another thought that's like, oh, I really need to, to put this on so I can go run, but I don't want to. Then I feel dread because <laughs> I don't want to, right? That dread is going to make me really not want to put on the shoe. I'm going to be inactive really with that dread. It's going to make me sit there frozen for a little while until I have a different thought about it. Okay. So it's going to make me like freeze. It's going to make me like kind of miserable, feeling kind of gross. I don't want to put this shoe on. No, I hurt so bad whenever I ran last time. Then I have more thoughts about that caused dread probably. Um, Or maybe then I finally have a thought about what if I just go for a walk? Walking's fun. I like walking. It doesn't hurt. (laughs) You know, I've talked to you all about about exercise and my woes with exercise. Um, So yeah, okay, I change a thought. Well, then I feel like, oh, yeah, that could be nice, right? Okay. I have a feeling of like, like maybe interest is the feeling I get. And that leads me to put the shoe on and go out the door and take a walk. Okay. That feeling from the new thought. Okay. So we have thoughts. They lead to us having a feeling. Those feelings then drive our actions or inactions. And then those actions then all pile up to basically the results that we create in our lives. Okay. So then whatever the final thought is I settle on is going to lead me to feel, you know, some interest. And then I'm going to put on the shoe, take a walk. And then I'm going to feel really good because I went and I enjoyed some sunshine. I processed some stress, right? Okay. So the result that I create with the thought of, yeah, but I could just take a walk. That's really nice whenever I do. That thought leads to more positive results in my life than, ugh, I don't want to go running. (laughs) It's a running shoe, but I don't want to, I don't want to put it on. Right. And so having different thoughts about something, assigning different meaning is the work we do here. Okay. And so, so whenever we are discussing the uncertainty, okay, um, what we, what I want you to start thinking about is, you know, how are you feeling when uncertainty presents itself? How are you thinking and feeling? Okay. So if you're on call tomorrow and you have a thought about being on call tomorrow, like I'm not sure if I can handle what might come in, you know, um, that's a really common thought I hear from OBGYNs. Like, I don't know if I can handle what might come in through the door. That may lead you to feel a lot of different ways. And some people might say, well, that leads me to feeling uncertain, right? And yeah, like that feeling uncertain usually isn't the problem, okay? Um, And that's where this gets a little tricky because uncertain is a feeling, right? But we can feel uncertain and just be like, hey, you know, like someone can ask me like, hey, um, have you seen, have you seen my car keys? And I could be uncertain like, oh, um, no, I, I haven't. I don't know where they're at, right? It's just kind of a neutral feeling usually if I'm uncertain about something or like, oh gosh, I don't even know which one of these, um, these batteries for the car to buy. Like you need to get a new uh, battery for the car, but gosh, I don't even know which one, right? I'm uncertain, but it's not like dragging me down, right? It's not this, this terrible feeling that, that creates a lot of dread or fear or anxiety or worry or stress, right? So it's actually oftentimes a little deeper than just uncertainty for us because our brains start interpreting uncertainty in the world as bad, right? So 
our brains make uncertainty mean that bad things may happen, right? So we actually start having thoughts and feelings about uncertainty itself. And what I want you to start considering is that like if uncertainty is a given, if uncertainty were a fact, what thoughts do you actually have about it? Okay, because oftentimes, you know, it kind of sounds like a thought and it is, it is a thought. Like, I don't know what call will bring in. I'm uncertain what call will bring in, right? And the, if you put that as a fact, like if that, if we accept that as a fact, like we never know what will happen, right? Uncertainty always exists. That is just the truth. That is a fact. So how do you then think about it? And usually it is some type of thought like when things are uncertain, bad things happen. And it may be like a very subtle thing, a subtle thought um, or a subtle connection that's in your brain. Like um, it may not be as like clean cut, clean cut and spelled out (laughs) if I could talk um, like that. But that's kind of the overall thought that I see a lot whenever we're discussing uncertainty. And so like, okay, yeah, if I don't know what's going to happen, it's going to be bad, right? And that, that leads to a lot of anxiety for us, a lot of fear, a lot of stress, a lot of worry, okay? Somewhere in that, that kind of fear family of feelings, right? And whenever we have a lot of anxiety or we feel anxiety then in response to that thought, like when things are uncertain, bad things happen, then that leads to, you know, if we're on call tomorrow, we're already having those thoughts, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to come in. Um, what if I can't handle it, right? Then we, we start having anxiety. We are not sleeping prior to call. We are restlessly thinking about call. We're thinking about all the bad things that could happen. Worst case scenario thinking, right? We are checking in on the hospital census already. We're looking for who's going to be, you know, the problem child on the census. We are not enjoying our family time. We are not resting. We are not processing our stress or doing anything usually that's real, you know, caring for ourselves. Um, We may become frustrated easily. Uh, We may not want to get up and go to work, right? We may use alcohol or other substances to try and settle down and get some some rest or get some relief or maybe even to try and to sleep. Um, And then that's going to lead to poor sleep, right? And so the result of all these actions, whenever we are thinking about the uncertainty that exists, that is a fact, that is associated with call. There is uncertainty about what tomorrow will bring. That exists, right? Whenever we have thoughts about that, that that, that uncertainty is, is bad or that bad things could happen because of that, then guess what? Whenever we have that and we have that anxiety, we take all these actions, we are not well rested going into call. We are not functioning from the best part of our brain that has all the answers about what to do whenever we you know, don't always know what to do, right? That, that creative problem solving part of our brain, we cannot even access that whenever we are in this mode, right? It's hard to access that whenever we are in anxiety. Confirming, you know, we are, we are confirming with all of these actions that bad things happen because of that, because we are looking for all the bad things to happen. Okay. And whenever you're looking for all the bad things, then we find them 
right? The problem with all of this is, is that everything in life is uncertain. Uncertainty may be one of the actual true constants for us, <laughs> like one of life's guarantees, right? Do you, do you guys remember that? There used to, oh, what is it? Um, Benjamin Franklin, he had a quote, right? He had a quote, uh, in the world, nothing can be said to be certain uh, except death and taxes, right? Everything else is uncertain. Nothing else is guaranteed. So it's just death and taxes and uncertainty. <laughs> Those are the givens. <laughs> and so I think that there's a lot of truth to that. Like we never know what will happen in our life. We never know what tomorrow holds. We never know if we're going to, heaven forbid, you know, not wake up tomorrow, right? And we never truly have certainty about the future, right? Yet our brains, our brains really want that. <laughs> our brains crave predictability. It's a way to keep us safe, right? And it's just, it's just kind of another one of those ways our brain is looking out for us out there in the big scary world. It's a, it's a protective mechanism to have some fear or anxiety around uncertainty. And for us and what we do, we're trying to do a lot of controlling. <laughs> we're trying to control nature essentially, right? Um, we're, we're fighting uncertainty every day. We're trying to control the human body or manipulate the body into doing what we want it to do in the name of health and in the name of making people's lives better. But many times we are successful, but sometimes we are not, right? And I think, you know, I'm really familiar with this whole uh, concept right now because of my week last week, which brought a lot of kind of me trying to control all the things. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here for me? <laughs> and so last week, my husband was out of town and I was trying to coordinate pickups and drop-offs for all my kids with the help of my mom. And I had to change the plan probably like five times, maybe five times a day, <laughs> because as much as I wanted them to, the, the damn moms and babies wouldn't follow my tight schedule. <laughs> And turns out I had one of the busiest delivery weeks I've had in a long time. And I wasn't even on call, but I had a ton of babies coming in and delivering. And I don't know, it was like seven or eight over, over a span of just like a couple of days, which is not usual for me, especially if it's not like overnight call. And, you know, I typically average like four to five a week, right? And so that's, that was a lot for me. It was kind of um, it was up there in numbers for me. And the funny thing was like, I tried to shift some of my, I had a couple inductions and I tried to shift them around so that my schedule would be better, uh, for running kids and coordinating drop-offs. And guess what? Like mother nature took over and she was like, uh, no child, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was so fighting and resisting that like I was stressing the F out. I was trying to control all the little things. I was trying to micromanage the pit and the nurses and trying to make all the little babies out in the world follow my plan. <laughs> Guess what? It, it didn't go according to plan at all. Nothing did. Yet it all worked out just like it always does. We always figure it out. <laughs> we figured out all of the days up till now, right? Like all of the days we've thought we weren't going to figure it out, we did. And that's why we're here, right? And my mom and I had to have a good laugh about this because I was trying so hard to control the schedule and I would text her and give her a time to bring my kids 
um, to me from her house. And then I would have to text her again and change the plan. And she made the comment like, wow, yeah, I guess you're just no match for the full moon. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? She's really right. I am no match for the full moon. I cannot overcome that uncertainty, that unpredictability, that nature, that, you know, higher power, that, you know, plan of the universe, whatever you want to call it. I can't overcome that despite my very best efforts. (laughs) And so it was a good reminder uh, this week that I'm not in control and life is always uncertain. So, you know, I, I want you to start thinking about this because for a lot of us out there, uncertainty raises a lot of anxiety and stress and fear. And it comes from these thoughts that we assign to that uncertainty or to that unknown, to that unpredictability that mean that it is bad. Bad things will happen because we are not in control, right? I'm worried that I won't be able to handle what rolls in on call, right? And kind of that's our brain's way of saying like, hey, this whole like call thing, (laughs) when we're not in control and things aren't predictable, it's like kind of bad. It's, it's probably really, really dangerous. That's, that's what our brains are totally saying whenever they're doing this. Okay. Because by fearing uncertainty, our brains are trying to protect us. They're trying to keep us safe, which I think that we all, everybody out there listening, we should all have some compassion for because sometimes our brains need to be acknowledged for things and to get them out of that pattern. We need to say things to our brains sometimes, okay? We need to acknowledge that we need to have compassion for ourselves or for our brain. And it really does help to take a step back and say like, hey brain, thanks. I know you're worried about this upcoming call shift. I know you're trying to protect me, (laughs) but right now in this moment, I'm not on call. Call's tomorrow. And in this moment, nothing has gone wrong. I am safe. So thanks for working so hard for me, brain, but you can take a break. You can stop worrying for now. And even reminding our brains, like uncertainty is always present. And I know that that can be hard sometimes, but it does not mean anything has gone wrong. Okay. So that's, that's seriously like a pep talk, like that I give my brain sometimes. And I, I gave my brain that talk this past week, actually, as I realized, as I gained the awareness, like, oh shit, I'm trying to control all the things. <laughs> so, so if you, if you find yourself doing that, this is the pep talk you want to have with your brain. Thank it. Have some compassion for it. Like, oh my goodness, silly brain. I see what you're doing. It's okay. Everything's okay right now. Nothing has gone wrong. Okay. And then I want you to consider how you are thinking and feeling about uncertainty, okay? So if I were to tell you, okay, uncertainty is ever-present. It is a fact that, that you know, what will come in on call tomorrow is uncertain. It is a fact that we do not know what will happen to this patient post-op. That's a fact. We don't. What thoughts do you then have about that uncertainty, Okay. How does your brain then interpret what I just said? Okay. What meaning is it assigning to that uncertainty? And then how do those thoughts make you feel? What are you feeling on the inside? Can you assign it a one word feeling? Is it anxious, stressed, worried, fearful? (laughs) Right? Is it more than just like, huh? Yeah. Okay. You know, like that kind of feeling. (laughs) 
Okay. And then whenever you feel that way, how are you acting? What actions are you taking? What are you avoiding? What inactions are you taking? Right? What results are all of those actions creating for you in your life? And then ask yourself, like, is it possible that things are always uncertain? Is it possible? Maybe. When are you really in control? When are, when is it true that you are truly 100% in control? Right? And how does your brain try to protect you when things are uncertain? I like to think about that. Like, do some brainstorming, like, of, like, can you see how your brain tries to protect you and how, how it drives you to, you know, and whenever you have a thought and you have a feeling and then you take certain actions that are protective, right? Can you instead think about uncertainty in a way that leads to more acceptance, right? Can you accept that that uncertainty about call, right? Like I, I, there's a hundred percent uncertainty in what call will bring tomorrow. <laughs> Can you have thoughts that are more accepting, right? Like, oh yeah. This is the part where my brain tries to protect me from the uncertainty of life, <laughs> but nothing has gone wrong. That is, that is totally an accepting thought for me, right? I love to say that too. Like, this is the part where my brain tries to do this one thing that I can totally see it doing, you know, like I can, I can sit here and watch it, but I don't have to buy into it. I don't have to drink the Kool-Aid uh, that uncertainty is this, you know, terrible thing, <laughs> right? So, all right, friends, I want you to spend some time really answering these questions for yourself, okay? Because this can be such a game changer. And I want you to know, it always works better if you take just a few minutes and put it down on paper and see what comes up for you to answer these questions. So, so if you have to go back and, you know, rewind this podcast or, or scroll back or whatever the, you know, the current term is, I'm obviously a kid of the, um, 80s and 90s, um, <laughs> where we rewind, rewound, we had to rewind things. Um, so go back, rewind it, listen to the questions again, spend a few minutes journaling out on paper, see what comes up for you. You might be surprised. You might also be surprised at how well you can shift from this mindset of, you know, your brain assigning fear or anxiety to that uncertainty to accepting it. Okay. So give it a shot. Let me know how it goes. All right, friend. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.